Hey, it's Alan, and I just wanted to let you know that you can now listen to the ongoing history of new music early and ad-free on Amazon Music, included with Prime. The human body is a wonderful thing, a marvel of evolution, biology, chemistry, and a few bits like consciousness that we don't understand. And for the most part, this meat bag of water and chemicals works pretty well. But it's not perfect. We will continue to age as long as we can't figure out how to improve the reproduction of telomeres, those little strands of special proteins at the ends of our chromosomes. After many, many reproductions, they become ratty and degrade, which has a bad effect on our DNA and leads to the symptoms of aging. We're susceptible to infections by bacteria, invasions by viruses, and being plagued by fungal infections. And sometimes there are things within our own bodies that turn on us, resulting in cancer and other diseases. However, this is all part of life. It's something we just got to deal with. And because musicians are made of the same stuff as the rest of us, we often hear of health issues that befall them. In this sense, they are just like you and me. What we're going to do is take a look at some two dozen musicians who have had health issues, how these challenges have affected their music, and how they're managing to keep on keeping on despite the difficulties. These are stories of bravery and inspiration, and maybe, just maybe, these stories will help someone. This is part one of Musicians Battling Disease. This is the Ongoing History of New Music Podcast with Alan Cross. Hello again, I'm Alan Cross, and I'm hoping this program will offer some extra insight into the humanity of some famous musicians. They may have creative skills far beyond you and I, but they're also very much like us in that there's a risk that at some point, something will go wrong with their bodies. I'd like to take you through some of these stories to highlight examples of suffering, bravery, and struggle when it comes to disease. You may not listen to these artists the same way again. Let's start with Everclear, the post-grunge band from Portland that's been around since 1991. Out front is Art Alexakis, who continues to lead the band through albums and tours, despite dealing with multiple sclerosis. In 2015, Art noticed that things weren't quite right with his body. He started to stumble. He forgot the lyrics to songs. Some people thought he might have been drinking or on drugs. He chalked it up to just being tired and soldiered on. Then in April 2017, he was on his way to pick up his daughter at school. It was raining, and he crashed into a Jeep. Now, nobody was hurt, but then two weeks later, he had a twinge in his arm that he thought was left over from a snowboarding crash or maybe the Jeep crash. His daughter set him up with an MRI, and that's when he learned the news. They found lacerations on Art's brain, indicative of multiple sclerosis. This is a disease where the body's central nervous system attacks the coating around the nerve fibers. That coating is called myelin, and when it becomes compromised, you have communication issues between the brain and the rest of the body. There's no cure, but there are treatments to help manage symptoms. Art may have had MS for up to 20 years leading up to that day in April 2017. He kept his diagnosis quiet for four years. At first, he thought he had a death sentence. But then he had some really good doctors who prescribed a drug called Copazone. The prognosis isn't as bad as he thought it might be, and Art realizes that he may need a cane later in life, but he shouldn't be confined to a wheelchair, he hopes. He gives himself three injections a week. He has to stay away from inflammatory foods like sugar. And if things continue the way they are, Art's doctor says he could have another 30 years. He can't run anymore, so he's taken up swimming. And so far, the MS hasn't affected any of his guitar playing. 
He's written some songs about his condition, though. In the 40s and 50s, MS was diagnosed by placing patients in a hot water bath and observing their reactions. And when Art heard about that, he wrote this song. I want to feel safe until they put me in the water and the truth comes out. Art Alexakis of Everclear singing about his MS diagnosis in a track called Hot Water Test. Another person with MS is Aaron Solowinyuk, the drummer for Billy Talent. Before the band took off, he was working on an assembly line in a Chrysler factory. And then he discovered he had MS. 1998, when what, I was 24. What were the symptoms? Um, buzzing legs from my hips down. Uh, I, I could barely walk to my job. Chrysler. Um, I had uh, optic neuritis in my left eye, so I lost a lot of vision in my eye, and just uh, yeah, just being confused and trying to figure out what all that meant was uh, really difficult. Now you managed to keep it under control for a very long time. Mm -hmm. Very long time. Uh, with just a, a series of, of of drugs and and changes in prescriptions. Yep, drugs and uh, just being positive and 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 just wanting to do all the things I wanted to do. I just didn't let it get me down and uh and I, I was on this needle therapy for about over a decade and uh yeah it all it all seemed to work and yeah and then it just stopped feel myself feel myself getting slower as i get older as we all do you know on january 15th 2016 aaron posted a message on youtube just uh wanted to let everybody know what is going on in billy talent world right now the album is being recorded as we speak. As you know, I've had MS for over 15 years now, and it hasn't stopped me from recording music and touring music ever. Over the past six or seven months, I've been dealing with a relapse. Uh, I'm gonna be switching medicine this week and doing everything I can to get healthy. With MS, these symptoms that I have right now are just kind of slowing me down. Anyone with MS can tell you uh, a set of stairs can be daunting at times. And imagine having to sit down and play drums. Um, it can get very tiring. I approached the guys about this, and the first thing they said to me is that they would wait for me to get better and figure it out. I kind of... Uh, told them that I can't do that right now because I don't know how long it's going to take for me to get better. I'm not going to be able to play drums on this record. And I just need to focus on my health while the record's being recorded. But uh, we have reached out to Jordan Hastings from Alexis on Fire, Say Yes, and asked if he would have time to come in and learn these songs and record these songs and he has said yes so uh right now he's in there recording the drums it's pretty cool to see he's such a good drummer uh in the meantime i'm going to be taking a lot of pictures and filming and documenting everything that's going on um, and rest assured that i am going to do everything I can to get back on the drums. But right now, I need to step away for a bit and focus on my health. 
So that's it. Canada has one of the highest MS rates in the entire world, if not the highest MS mm -hmm. rate. I can't believe how many people I know from even my f circle of my family. Me too. That, you know, it, is it the, the sunlight? Is it the lack of vitamin D? Is, you know, why is it that, that Canada is such a target for MS? I think it's the sunlight and the lack of vitamin D. I really do. Because it happens a lot in uh, the UK as well. So it's, a, it's something as simple as giving your kids uh, vitamin D from a young age I think I, I think you could even get rid of MS if everyone took vitamin D every single day. Um, but that's just a theory that hasn't really been proven. But have you been attempted to try some of the the other therapies that we've uh, been hearing about over the last couple of years? Right now, I've I, I've stopped taking all of my drugs. I'm, I'm three months into no drugs at all. I'm, I'm going the 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 eating healthy and exercising route to see how that works because. The drugs that I've been taking, the, the newer ones, haven't really worked for me, and they kind of made me feel worse. So, I'm just going with with this routine of of you know staying positive, exercising, eating well, and seeing where that takes me. And if it doesn't work, then I'll I'll reach out to these newer therapies and see what happens. When did you make the decision that you weren't wouldn't be able to participate in the last album? We had written twelve of thirteen songs, and we were one month away from going into the studio and i just said i can't do it why couldn't you do it what was what was the problem i couldn't i couldn't do it i was walking with a cane at one point um it was just i i couldn't do it i was i was pushing myself too hard i wasn't really listening to my body as much as i should and it's something that i i've i've held with me since the beginning you know since album one since album two since album three like you know, I'm, I'm a, I have MS, like this is something that's supposed to slow me down, but I'm not letting it slow me down. And I've always wondered if it would ever slow me down and it slowed me down. So I, I, I think it's been, it's, I'm being as positive as, as I can about it and listening to my body and taking that knowledge and trying to come back even stronger. That's my, my goal now. It's been tough for Aaron and he hasn't been able to play with the band as much as he'd hoped, but he's still with the guys and the guys are still supporting him including with numerous charitable initiatives with MS groups. Here's a track about Aaron's MS called This Is How It Goes. Next up on this random list of artists suffering health problems is Halsey. From the beginning, she's been very open about her challenges in hopes of bringing wider understanding to these issues. First, she was diagnosed as bipolar when she was 17, a condition that also plagued her mother. When she was being treated for that, she also discovered she had ADHD. She sought help for that. In 2016, she was diagnosed with a severe case of endometriosis, a female reproductive disease that could be very painful and something that caused a miscarriage. Her case is quite bad and has resulted in at least one round of surgery. If that's not enough, she has a serious intolerance to gluten. Halsley has also been diagnosed with Ehlers-Danlos Syndrome. This is a series of genetic connective tissue disorders that results in loose joints, painful joints, very stretchy skin, and scarring of the skin. These conditions can lead to other problems in the body, ranging from heart problems to nerve disorders and more. There's no cure, so it can only be managed. And I'm not done. Halsey also has Sorgen Syndrome, which is an autoimmune disease that can affect everything from the salivary glands to problems with the lungs and the kidneys and more. 
Halsey also has mast cell activation syndrome, which is like having an extreme sort of allergy that can cause problems with the heart, skin, stomach, and lungs. And she has postural orthostatic tachycardia syndrome. That's a heart problem that can send the thing beating way too fast just by standing up. It results in brain fog, fatigue, headaches, shaking, and even having your feet turn purple when you stand up. In other words, Halsey has a lot to deal with over a wide range of health issues, but she is determined not to let any of those problems get the best of her. Halsey and I am not a woman, I'm a god. And she must be, given how she's been able to juggle all her various incurable health challenges. More people with health issues coming up, and the one thing they all have in common is that they've learned to deal with them. Remember that pharmaceutical commercial featuring a female musician who keeps being interrupted because she has Crohn's disease and colitis? This is real life for British musician Beth Orton. Crohn's disease is a degenerative illness of the stomach and the alimentary canal. It's chronic inflammation of the walls of the intestines. No one knows what causes it, and there's no cure. She's been dealing with Crohn's since she was 17. Beth has had to run off stage in the middle of a show because the cramping is too painful. She's also suffered from seizures, sometimes many times in a day. Steroids like prednisone can help, and drugs meant for epilepsy can make the seizures go away. Mike McCready of Pearl Jam knows exactly what Beth is going through. He has days when he can barely get out of bed, exacerbated by Crohn's and inflammatory bowel disease, something that he was diagnosed with when he was 21 and was just starting out with his band in L.A. Terrible stomach pains and, as the term goes, urgency. Sometimes that's led to accidents on stage. Mike has always been open about his condition for the last three decades. He's also the spokesman for the Crohn's and Colitis Foundation, helping that organization raise money and raise awareness. He will not be beaten by this. Every once in a while, I get an email asking, what's the deal with Bono's sunglasses and tinted glasses? Most assume that he probably needs prescription lenses or that it's some kind of rock star affectation. Well, it's neither. He has to wear them to deal with his glaucoma. This is a group of eye diseases that can damage the optic nerve because the pressure of the fluid inside your eye is too high. This has to do with the fluid not being able to circulate properly within your eyeball. Bono started having problems somewhere around 2005 and appears to have discovered it during a regular checkup. That's good because there aren't any symptoms until you start losing sight. In Bono's case, he's extremely sensitive to light, hence the sunglasses. Glare off water or snow is uncomfortable. And the medication for glaucoma can constrict the pupils, adding to the irritation. So Bono is not just being a rock star with those sunglasses. He needs them so he can see and to make sure the condition doesn't get any worse. When we come back, stories of migraines and epilepsy. This is part one of a program dealing with musicians who struggle with various diseases and health problems. In this sense, they're just like you and me. And almost all of them are willing to talk about their issues in the hopes that will raise awareness and help other people with similar problems. Jeff Tweedy of Wilco has something many of us can identify with. 
crippling, debilitating migraines. Now, if you've never suffered from a migraine, it is really hard to explain how excruciatingly painful one of these headaches can be. If you don't catch it in time, or if your migraines are unstoppable once they start, all you can basically do is ride it out in a cool, dark room. Some migraines are occasional. Other people suffer multiple migraines in a month or even a week. It is not fun. Jeff's condition, which has been with him since he was a kid, led to an addiction to Vicodin and Oxycontin and eventually stolen morphine. The Vicodin started in the late 90s, and eventually he only felt normal when he was on painkillers. It also kind of helped that they suppressed his panic attacks. When Wilco was recording their 2003 album, A Ghost is Born, things were really, really bad. Panic attacks, migraines, binges on painkillers, and at one point, Jeff was convinced he was going to die. There's a track on this album entitled Less Than You Think. It starts like a normal ballad, but three minutes in, it fades out. And for the next 12 minutes, we hear something like this. It's supposed to be an audible representation of what Jeff felt when one of these awful migraines started. As someone who still occasionally gets bad headaches like this, I could totally identify with what Jeff was going through. So that builds and builds and builds and then finally eases and dissipates. The good news is that Jeff finally sought rehab for both problems, the migraines and the painkiller addiction. The panic attacks still come, but overall, he's in a lot better place. This can be heard on the album that came after A Ghost is Born, which was Sky Blue Sky in 2007. This is a song called Either Way. Maybe you just need some time alone I will try to understand Everything has its plan Let's finish up part one on musicians and disease with a look at those who are living with epilepsy. This is a catch-all term for a group of neurological disorders that result in recurrent seizures caused by storms of electrical activity in the brain. In most cases, doctors don't know what causes epilepsy, although sometimes it may result from a stroke or maybe some kind of brain injury. It could be an infection or it can be some kind of congenital thing. The good news is that there are inexpensive medications that often help control the seizures. There are at least 50 million epileptics on the planet right now. And with a number that big, more than a few are musicians. Neil Young, for example. Lindsey Buckingham of Fleetwood Mac needs to take anticonvulsant drugs. Adam Horowitz of the Beastie Boys. British rapper Mike Skinner. Prince apparently had epilepsy as a child. Jeff Rickley of the Screamo Band Thursday. Jinnix of the Black Veil Brides. Tone Loke, the guy who gave his wild thing back in the 80s. Watsky, the American rapper and singer. He also must deal with epilepsy. But the most famous of them all has to be Ian Curtis of Joy Division. He had many health problems. Depression was one. He developed an allergy to sunlight, which caused his hands to go red and swell up. But it was the epilepsy that wore him down. Ian started having seizures in the fall of 1978. They quickly became frequent. On January 23, 1979, the diagnosis was confirmed. 
and the diagnosis was grim. His case was really bad. A doctor said his life would be ruled by obsolescence by the disease unless he started on a regime of strong medication. At first, Ian was very proactive, joining the British Epilepsy Association and was willing to talk to anybody about what he faced. But he soon stopped being so open about his condition and eventually refused to talk about it. Meanwhile, many different anticonvulsants were tried with little effect. Touring, the late nights, the drinking, the smoking, and the drugs did not help, and the seizures became more frequent and stronger through 1979 and early 1980. The meds he was on caused wild mood swings. When his wife gave birth to a baby daughter, Ian was afraid to hold her lest the seizure begin and he actually hurt her. He could be counted on to have at least two giant seizures a week. One night in the studio, he fell and hit his head on the sink and laid unconscious on the floor. During a show that featured strobe lights, a seizure was induced and he had to be carried off stage. And that wasn't the first time. Ian collapsed during gigs almost regularly. By April 1980, Ian was very, very depressed. Not just as a result of the epilepsy, either. He was having an affair with a Belgian fan. That wasn't going well. He and his wife were on the verge of splitting up. Money was so tight that they had to give away the family dog. He wanted to be alone, but really wasn't equipped to live alone. There had been some suicide attempts. By the early morning hours of May 18th, 1980, Ian couldn't take it anymore. He hanged himself from the clothesline in the kitchen of his house. That Monday was the day Joy Division was supposed to leave for their first ever tour of North America. Here's a song inspired by both Ian's epilepsy and apparently the sight of a woman he knew who also had epilepsy and eventually suffered a seizure so intense that she died. It's called She's Lost Control. Joy Division, and a song inspired by epilepsy. We need a part two of this program that profiles musicians who must deal with various physical ailments. And again, most of these people are willing to talk about their travails because they want their conditions to be understood and they want to help others who may be suffering in the same way. We will look at conditions like Lyme disease, Tourette's, dementia, various forms of cancer, as well as some diseases that aren't well known and aren't understood very well. Meanwhile, you're invited to dig through the Ongoing History Podcast archives. There are hundreds and hundreds of shows to choose from, all waiting for you to binge them. Just go to any podcast platform and you'll find them. We can also meet on Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram. There's my website, ajournalofmusicalthings.com, that's updated every day, along with a free newsletter. And all emails should go to alan at alancross.ca. Technical Productions by Rob Johnston. I'm Alan Cross. You've been listening to the Ongoing History of New Music podcast with Alan Cross. Subscribe to the podcast through iTunes, Google Play, Stitcher, Spotify, and everywhere you find your favorite podcasts.